Hi there, and welcome to Operation Carpe Diem. I'm your host, Caitlin, and here we help business owners seize their opportunity for success. Ready to start seizing your day? Let's dive right in. When I was in high school, I took three years of Spanish classes, and then in college, I took another two semesters. I really enjoyed learning the language, and I loved exploring the culture in class and on a trip to Mexico my freshman year of college. Now, I was not fluent in Spanish at all. I think that I picked the language up rather quickly, and I spoke it without that southern twang my classmates had. Thank you, acting lessons, right? Um, But I was not fluent. But whenever I was active in my Spanish classes, I would try to speak Spanish as much as I could around the house or in my dorm room or even to myself when I was out in public. My professor always told us that the best way to learn the language was to immerse yourself into it. When you think about your food vocabulary while you're at the grocery store or your traffic vocab while you're driving and seeing all of the traffic lights and stop signs, you'll learn quicker, right? When you mindfully associate words with the objects they relate to, eventually you'll be able to mindlessly make that association and be able to have that correlation be second nature. The more I say to myself that I'm going to the store to buy an apple, voy a la tienda a comprar un manzana, then eventually I'm not going to need to think about that translation. It will just be second nature. I remember going through my dorm room every time I couldn't find my cell phone under my comforter or behind something on my dresser, thinking to myself or saying out loud, ¿Dónde está mi teléfono? Where is my phone? This always annoyed my best friend who roomed with me my senior year, and later Devin when we started living together, because neither of them could really understand what I was saying. My roommate took French, and Devin doesn't speak another language. When these instances of misplacing my phone or something else happened, my brain would flip into what I would lovingly refer to as Spanish mode. You know, like in Toy Story, where Buzz Lightyear gets flipped into Spanish mode. My brain could only think, ¿Dónde está mi teléfono? Instead of the English, where is my phone? No matter how many times Devin would look at me with a look of confusion or ask me what was wrong, my brain would automatically think Spanish. And it's because of all of those times I thought, where is my phone? ¿Dónde está mi teléfono? Whenever I was beginning my Spanish classes. It was second nature. We want your business to be able to be such a second nature to you, so automatic, that it's like your brain flipping into your version of Spanish mode when you start thinking about it. Your business mode. So in the first part of this two-part series, we're going to be talking about flipping your brain into its business mode, how to make your business's workflow so automatic in your brain that it becomes second nature to you. So I've broken this down into four easy steps that way you can flip on your business mode time after time 
and make it repeatable. And step one is going to be recognizing where to find business opportunities and to start looking for them. Just like when I was starting my Spanish classes, I would think or say aloud sentences and words in Spanish to help me correlate the language that I already knew to the language that I was learning. I did the same thing whenever I started my photography journey. One of the first things that you learn as a photographer or one of the first things that you should learn as a photographer is how to recognize good light, right? Photos are all about lighting. So every time that I would watch a webinar or read a blog post or watch a YouTube video about light and how to light a photo or where to find good light or what makes light good versus bad, I would start seeing that everywhere I went. I'm talking every time I walked across campus, I would notice little spots of bad light that I would never want to photograph in or driving down a street and looking into the median thinking, that's some great light. Wouldn't it be so weird if I did a session there right in the median, but the light's good? I would see examples of both good light and bad light everywhere that I went. I would look for these examples and think these thoughts to myself consciously for so long that now, as a photographer, I can go into any location, no matter if I've shot there before or not, and know where the good light is subconsciously. I don't have to think about it anymore, right? My brain has flipped on to lighting mode and can recognize where that good light is without searching for it so hard. This same concept can be applied to business. Just like when I would search and look for examples of good light or what not to look for in light, and I would seek those out, we can seek out great opportunities for success in our business, right? There's a classic saying that what you look for, you'll find, right? If you are constantly looking for negativity in your life or positivity in your life, like that's what you're going to find, right? The same can be said about opportunities for success in your business. I always say you can find business opportunities in anything and everything, and you should. Heck, the last podcast series that I did, the What Fuels You Up series, was completely sparked and inspired whenever I saw a Tesla driving in the lane next to me. Your best business ideas can come from literally anywhere. So you might be thinking, that's great for you, Caitlin, that you can see a Tesla and get inspired to create a whole three-part series about how we have different fuel types in our business, but I I don't have the mindset for that. And I would say to you, I did not either whenever I first started my business. I was I was definitely in the creative class. I liked photography. I didn't even want to start a business. But the more that I practiced my business mindset, the more that I was able to see these opportunities for growth and success. 
So how can you shift your mindset into business mode as well? I know it's not the end of the episode, but I'm starting you off with a little homework. And the best way to start seeing more business opportunities for your business is to practice. Just like how it was easier for me to recognize good light subconsciously now, I had to practice and look for those examples of good light versus bad light. In order for me to become more familiar with the Spanish language, I had to think to myself about apple is manzana every time I went to the grocery store. The more we practice something, the more we immerse ourselves into whatever concept we're trying to master, the more easily it will come. So if step one is recognizing where to find business opportunities, which is everywhere, and to start looking for them, let's start taking day-to-day tasks, day-to-day objects, events, anything that you can think of, and start relating it to business or start relating it to your business. This may sound completely insane, but there's a fun little game that, well, I consider it fun, a fun little game that I like to play with Devin just to kind of sharpen up my business skills. And if you are familiar with the boxed card game Cards Against Humanity, I like to take a couple of those cards, pick one, and relate it to business. It sounds insane, but it works. Now, this doesn't relate to my business specifically, but there is a card in there about Pac-Man, and if, if you know it, you know it, but it's it's too dirty to say here. Um, but if I can take that, that Pac-Man card, and relate it to the diversification of their market, how a Pac-Man machine is in every single arcade in America, or at least was at some point in time, and they got so big that they decided to make the Mrs. Pac-Man franchise and diversified their market in order to sell more machines, then you can do the same thing. Maybe that Pac-Man card and that example doesn't relate to my business specifically, but it does two things. One, it helps my brain get more into a business mindset. Whenever I'm thinking about a card game and relating one of their cards to business, it helps me to think about anything and everything in a business mindset. And two, just because I'm not the Pac-Man franchise, that doesn't mean that this Pac-Man example doesn't help me. What happens if, if I'm a photographer and I photograph all of the weddings in my area, which is not possible, right? Because there's only one of me and multiple people get married on a weekend. But if I am completely booked out, then I have to think about what is my Mrs. Pac-Man franchise? What is my next step in business? I am in every arcade in America. I have, you know, a machine in so many places I can't possibly sell more machines because everybody has one. So what is my next step? What is my Mrs. Pac-Man? And once we have that business mode mindset, then we can move on to step two, which is understanding how your business works. 
Anyone can have a great business idea or great business ideas, but working out the logistics is a completely different story. You can ask Devin. He is a he is a big picture guy and he doesn't always think through the finer details of those ideas. But when you understand how your business functions, how your systems work, how your workflows flow, you can break your new genius idea down into acquirable opportunities instead of lofty goals and ambitions. It all starts with just a step and then you can take the next step and then the next until you're at your end goal. When you think about this, no matter how out of reach your idea may seem, no matter how long the road to get there seems, you don't get closer until you take that first step. And then those steps are more easily mapped out when they're broken down. My favorite way to think about this is with fundraising thermometers. I don't know if you've ever been to a charity or like a fundraising event and they have this huge thermometer. It's like a dry erase board or like a poster board thermometer. And it starts at the bottom. There's like a little bit of red in it. And there are numbers going all the way up until you reach the top of the thermometer showing their end goal. And sometimes it can seem pretty lofty. I'm talking like thousands of dollars. But each of those numbers going up to that end goal is an achievable step, right? If their goal is $10,000, they want to raise um, $10,000 by the end of the event, then on the side of the thermometer, they may have 1000 2000 3000 and so on until they get to that $10,000 all the way at the top, right? The night goes on. Um, maybe it's like one of those silent auctions or like a raffle or something. And, you know, people are like buying stuff and they fill in the thermometer a little bit. And then the night progresses and now they're at like $3,000. So they mark it up just a little bit more until they eventually reach the top. Each one of those steps, each one of those $1,000 marks is your step to making your amazing business idea that you just thought of a reality, right? If my end goal is to launch this podcast, I could very easily think that this is completely unattainable. I have to think about all the stuff that I'm going to say and, you know, all of a sudden, I have nothing interesting to say. Um, I have to, you know, think about all of the points that I want to make. I have to make the intro. I have to make the outro. I have to make a trailer. I have to have a website and episode pages for all of these episodes and an email list. And I could easily get bogged down in all of the steps, how long this road seems on the way to my end goal, which is publish the podcast. No matter what idea you have in your business, if you start on that road towards your end goal, if I start by just making the website or if I start with just the intro, right? Maybe I don't have all of the podcasts that I want to talk about for like this first like half of the year. But if I start with just the intro, that's one thing checked off of my to-do list. That's one step on my road to my end goal. 
So that brings us to step three, and step three is to take that first step and to keep on going. I know it's cheesy, right? But most ideas fail not because they were tried and didn't work. No, most ideas fail because they never see the light of day. Or if they do see the light of day at all, maybe they're just told to a few of your friends and then they don't make it beyond that. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's super cheesy stuff. But it's true though. How many times have you looked at anything or anyone and thought to yourself, I wish I could do that, something like that, or wouldn't it be awesome to do that? How many times have you thought, I could have done that, or I could have thought of that, or I did think of that, and now they're doing it, or I could have done that better? I know I have, and, and I think that it happens to all of us. Step three sounds super simple. Just start. Take the first step, keep going until you reach your end goal. But in fact, it's one of the hardest steps in this whole four-step process, right? It takes a lot of courage to actually go through with something, to go through and start the process of making your idea a reality. That's hard stuff. So whether you're in that season right now or you're about to come up on it where you're taking the first step, you have taken the first step, or you're just trying to find the motivation to keep going, I want you to know that you are not alone in these feelings of being scared to put yourself out there, right? It is hard to be vulnerable and put yourself out there and make those ideas a reality. You are not alone in feeling that. I myself feel that pretty much every time that I start a project. But as scary as it is right now, the end result is going to be so rewarding. So just keep on going, right? That's step three. Start and keep going. And that brings us to our last step, step four, which is just to repeat it until it's second nature. We want you to be able to think business mode, Every time you see something that's idea-worthy, we want you to be able to say, ¿Dónde está? Every time you lose your phone, right? To have this mindset become second nature, to become automatic. Ideas and opportunities for growth and success in your business is not a one-and-done thing. This is something that you are going to experience throughout the course of your business, throughout the course of your life. And it's important, no matter what the outcome of these ideas are, right? Whether it's a huge success or maybe it didn't work out this time, to repeat this process, to go back to the drawing board at the end of your journey and do it all again. When the Pac-Man company got to the end of their journey with Pac-Man, whenever they sold so many machines and had a system in every single arcade in America, and they didn't think that it was possible to sell any more, they went and they created Mrs. Pac-Man. They repeated the cycle, had an amazing business idea, and implemented it. That's what we want to do in our business right? It's a cycle of opportunities, a cycle of ideas. And 
the more that we lean into this business mode mindset that we are going to have, then the more opportunity you will have for success in your business. And isn't that a wonderful thing to have options for success? Options for opportunity within your business? Options to grow? When you're able to flip into a business mode mindset, you're not going to be sitting around waiting for inspiration to strike, right? You are going to be actively searching for that inspiration. You're not leaving your business and the growth of your business to chance. You're leaving it in your hands, which is where it should belong. Your success is in your hands, where it should be. In part two of this business mode series, we are going to talk about how we can use our new business mode mindsets and translate it into success. How to be able to take the mumbo jumbo of ideas that live in your head and sort it into an effective translation for others. Devin may not be able to understand my Spanish mode whenever I'm looking for my phone, but we want everyone to be able to understand your business mode. So join me next week. We're going to be talking all about that translation and how to really put your new business ideas into action. Thank you for listening to Operation Carpe Diem. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow along on Instagram at Caitlin Wilcox Photography. That's C-A-I-T-L-I-N Wilcox Photography. Until next time, let's go seize the day.